And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels, and pumped to spend some time with you guys today. We are in Anahuac, Texas, and if you were phonetically going to sound the city out of Anahuac, it would be Anahuac. Um, <laughs> so we are here for about a month or so, and then we are headed to Nashville, Tennessee for Funnel Hacking Live, which will be a lot of fun. And then after that, we've got about a month in the States or so before we head back. So we are going to probably be in LA area, I believe. Either LA or I me. Mean, we could come back to Texas. I don't know. But we're definitely going to be somewhere warm. Basically, what Ashley and I are doing is we are checking out different parts of the country um, that we potentially want to live in. We know when we come back from this overseas trip, we're going to head back overseas in early April. Um, we come back from this overseas trip, or the kind of this year, year and a half, two years, whatever, of us just traveling around, we're going to land somewhere other than Chicago, most likely. It's highly, highly unlikely that we land in Chicago. Um, while we have a lot of great connections there, we love, obviously, my my parents are there, um, my sister is there, and, you know, my network of, you know, th- basically 30 years is uh, mostly in Chicago, but it's just so gray and rainy for probably at least six months out of the year um, and or super, super cold and snowy. Um, The summers are scorching hot. Um, So there's really only like three months out of the year that Chicago's nice weather. And it's not really even consistent nice weather. So that's pretty wild. Um, So I think we're just basically done with it. We're kind of sick of it. You know, I was... Well, we'll save the where we're going to move to for another time, another podcast, because we don't even know. But my my appreciation for having nice weather is going up and up and it just it's amazing how much it affects you and how much you don't even know it um and so that's why we're in texas where we are at least enjoying some of the nice weather it is probably well today's a little colder it's about 50 but it's clear skies um and sunny and it's going to warm up it's going to be in the 60s the first day we got here was 70 and it's pretty nuts watching the gauge the temperature gauge in your car go up from you know like 40, 40 something degrees over the course of, you know, two days of driving. It's really nuts. But anyway, I'm excited to spend some time with you guys here today. I want to talk to you about 
compensation plans inside of network marketing. Um, you know, I, I never really thought to spend a whole lot of time here because I feel like everyone you know should understand their comp plan. But you know the we, so funny funny quick stories. We have a video on YouTube, um, and it ended up being the. Uh, the, the it ended up being a video that was getting tons of views like you know I this was a couple multiple years ago before I even started posting on YouTube I had literally one video on YouTube and it was this one and it was it was I mean I don't really know what was happening over the top of my head but it was getting you know 10,000 views every couple weeks and it was breaking down a particular company's compensation plan actually the previous company that we we're part of I was breaking down their compensation plan and I didn't understand the value of having an audience at that point in time, um, which was really disappointing because this was probably three years ago, three and a half, four years ago, and um, and it was kind of taken off, and I was starting to gain maybe 10 or 20 new YouTube subscribers a day, and I really didn't understand that that was a good thing, and but I was cool with it, and I was like, all right, awesome, getting subscribers, this is great. Um, you know, YouTube emailed me and they said, hey, if you want to monetize your videos, you have enough views now, you can sounds good. And I would say within a few weeks of this video kind of taking off, the corporation um, that com- that uh, that we were reviewing their compensation plan, they emailed me and my uh, biggest upline that was in contact with us and basically told us to pull it down. Um, they said, you know, you are breaking our rules and stuff by doing this, blah, blah, blah. So I did. And um, you know that obviously the video went away, and you know no more. No, we never got any more subscribers from that video or anything like that. And uh, eventually, we, we put the video back up, but we removed the company's name from it. But like ever since we did that, like literally has no traction. No one's watching the video because no one understands what it's really saying. Um, but thinking back on it, I realized how much people want that information. They want the information about their company's comp plan. Um, they want to know how they work. Uh, and they want to know specifically in their, if they're in a good one. And even if they don't, like, even if they're not analyzing things from a perspective of, am I in a good one? Should I be in a different one? All that stuff. They just want to know what they're a part of. And uh, I realize that this is a really, really important topic to chat about. So we're going to be you know, making some more videos on this. I think at some point in time, um, we might even go in and dissect companies' compensation plans and make videos about like a lot of the companies that are growing fast or really big ones. And just to be a resource for people, because, you know, when you look at, I mean, I kind of nerd out on this stuff. I nerd out on, I love reading companies' compensation plans. I like to understand how they work. I like to, I like to look at the marketing materials and see not how they differ, but how they kind of gloss over certain things in the real comp plan. You know, the actual contract itself that you sign when you register an MLM is actually a fairly binding contract in most cases. And um, (laughs) so I actually read this stuff. Like, I read them before I sign them. And, um, you know, my first one, I didn't, I just was excited like everyone, but you know, you know, now it's like, I, you know, we have a lot more at stake than we, you know, did when I was very first starting out and you do too. And, um, so this is fun for me. It's fun for me to like look into this stuff and to understand and then to simplify it. You know, we basically took a, it's a manual. It's like 60, 70 pages long for this other company. And we distilled it into an eight minute video. And uh, it was, you know, 
very factual to the point. It wasn't promoting the company. It wasn't promoting my business. It was just literally telling people, here's how it is. And um, so bottom line is, it seems that this is a thing that people care about. <laughs> and no one's really answering the questions. Like if you go look up how insert your company's name compensation plan works, you know, you'll find you'll find a few maybe, but it's essentially people showing a persuasive presentation about the opportunity and they're trying to get you to register on their team. That's that's what I've found even with our company is it, it, today. And again, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I think it's something that should be addressed because very few people understand how their own comp plan works, like actually works. And it kind of bends my mind um, because it's it's important. Um, you know, I think people are going to be more motivated if they understand how things work. And so we just want to go ahead and provide these resources. So I want to give a general understanding today of how most compensation plan works in the industry. And then what I'd like to do is if you want me to dissect your company's compensation plan and do a podcast interview or a podcast episode and even make a YouTube video about it, um, I want you to post down below in the, in the, in the reviews, like in the comments slash reviews on this podcast. So if you're listening on iTunes, basically just go write a review and of course leave a five-star rating because we're awesome. Um, you know, leave a rating and then in the review, write what comp plan you want me to dissect. And what I'll do is I'll go through all the marketing materials of the, the, the comp plan, basically the stuff that the company wants you to see. And then I'm going to go through the actual contract, so the thing that they make you sign when you register. Um, and that's really where the meat is, but that's also where it gets confusing because a lawyer usually wrote it, <clears throat> and they're not usually psyched about, I mean, they don't really care about the marketing stuff. They just want to make sure that the company's protected and that they and that you know what's happening. But it's usually really, really long, and it doesn't get to the point. It goes through all these roundabout turns and blah, 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 blah. So if you want me to, to dissect all this stuff for your company and make it into a easy to digest uh, podcast episode slash YouTube video, um, just go down below, write a review in this, you know, in this, on this podcast, on this exact podcast, just write a review and, um, you know, give us a five-star rating, tell us how awesome we are and uh, let us know which company's comp plan you want us to dissect and we'll go ahead and put that in the list of episodes slash videos to make. <clears throat> Sound good? All right, perfect. By the way, if you also if you leave a review, um, we are extremely appreciative of it. It's the number one way that this podcast gets out to new listeners um, and helps more people. At the end of the day, we're on the same side. You know, we are even if we're all in different companies, we are all trying to achieve the same mission, and that mission is twofold. Number one, it's achieving personal independence for ourselves, and the second thing is it's helping other people achieve that personal independence. And at the end of the day, even though you and I might be on different teams, we might be in different companies, we're all in the same game. And we're all trying to help people live better lives. And you know, no matter what we do, <clears throat> all of us together, we're probably only going to impact, you know, 5% of the population at best. That's that, And that's if things got humongous, right? So there's plenty of fish in the sea for everyone. We can all have massive impact, and we can all help a lot, a lot of people live better lives. So instead of fighting each other, let's help each other. Um, okay, so let's get into a few basics on compensation plans. So I'm not going to get into each one right now, um, but I'm going to get into probably the most common. So the most common ones that I'm seeing today that like, because we get pitched 
you know, either directly or indirectly a fair amount for other companies. The most common ones I see are binary plans, um, matrix plans, straight up direct sales, or un- quote unquote unlimited, well, basically they're stair step breakaways, which are essentially unit level plans, which is, uh, yeah, it's really what that is. So if we're trying to, if we're going to kind of shrink it all down, we have unit level, which can be presented as straight up unit level or stair step. It's still a unit level, but it's what people would consider stair step. Um, then we have binary, then we have matrix, then we have straight up direct sales. So let's go to the easiest one first, which would be direct sales. And um, again, I'm going to do a basic rundown of these, and we'll do more in-depth stuff as we get some reviews in as to know which ones to actually dissect in depth. So direct sales would be something along the lines of like a Mary Kay. Now, I don't know much about Mary Kay, to be totally honest with you. I don't know how the downline downline structure works. I do not know, okay? So Mary Kay might not be only direct sales. I actually think it's an actual MLM as well. But this is just what more my head goes, all right? Um, So maybe I shouldn't have used Mary Kay as an example, but whatever. The point is direct sales is where you are the representative, okay? So you are... The representative selling a product and you make a commission on the product sold. That's it. You don't have a downline generally. and Well, you don't in this case. <clears throat> you don't have a downline. You can't have a downline. You're literally just an affiliate. And um, you're essentially an affiliate marketer that sells their stuff uh, in the way that the company wants you to sell it. And it usually means that you're not doing it online. You're typically doing home parties, things of that nature. Um, or you're selling like directly to, through consultations. Um, generally, the commission rate is about 35 to 50% on a product sold. And that's kind of the end. Direct sales is super easy. You're an affiliate, you're selling someone's products. Let's move on to the next one, which would be like a matrix type structure. Um, I don't have any coming examples for you right now. I actually have a list of each of these, but I don't have any of them for you for this particular episode. You probably know which category you fall in. A matrix type plan would be something where the structure's already figured out. So what that means is you're allowed to have um, X number of people in width and X number in depth. So let's pretend you have you have five legs or five lines that you can fill in width. Okay, so you have you and then you have five different representatives that you can fit into your structure, your predetermined structure in width. Then you have five in depth. All right, so that's a grand total of 25 slots that you can fill in in your team. You have you in 25 slots. <clears throat> the percentage is already figured out for each of them. So you might make 12% on the first person, 6 on the next, and 3 on the rest. And, you know, obviously as it, it gets lower as it goes down. That's called a matrix plan. Matrix plans uh, pros is that it's really easy to explain to a potential distributor <clears throat> or a potential you know partner. It doesn't get complex like a binary can or like some of the unit level plans can get incredibly complex, especially when you start adding breakaways and things like that. So matrix plans are easy to describe. Um, bottom or excuse me, a uh, con is that they're limited. Like once you add those twenty five people, you're done, and you're only other option is to, you can do what's called, well, it's actually not called this, but you can basically buy another business. So you register again. And that's usually something that you can do. However, typically the drawback is that you don't get, like, you don't get paid off that downline as it gets bigger. So let's say that downline 
gets to be 100 people, you're only paid on that first 25 people, and then it's over. The rest of that money is going to other parts of the comp plan, or it's going up to the owners, <clears throat> which is just is what it is. I would say the direct sales model I explained at first, the pro is similar to the matrix side where it's easy to explain. Uh, the con of a direct sales model only is, of course, that you don't have downline. Um, I would say an additional pro to the direct sales model is you will probably get a bit more prestige with it. So MLM as a whole, and you you know this, that MLM doesn't necessarily carry the best reputation because of what people do to build the business, this type of a business. <clears throat> you know, it's very easy to get into and you know, most people try to treat it like a lottery ticket. They try to treat it as a get rich quick thing, even though they'll never get rich quick doing it. So they're doing stupid stuff like, you know, the stuff that we teach against, you know, calling their friends, spamming the Facebook, that kind of stuff. And um, the people before, like before technology, you know, they would do things like invite themselves over to dinner and then whip out the business presentation on people. And so MLM, just by default, by the very nature of what it is, by growing with friends, or excuse me, by growing its business with a network and by having low barrier of entry, it is generally going to hold a less than sterling reputation unless people are doing things like, hopefully, hopefully we, we believe that the way we're doing things, we're, we're trying to pull the reputation up by treating things like a real business. Um, but it's going to be a long road ahead. So for the, for the foreseeable future, MLM as an industry is not going to have as much much prestige as other uh, career paths. Direct sales only, if you're in a direct sales model only, meaning no downline is available to you, that probably means that the company that you're with is going to have a bit more prestige behind it, and what you'll be doing might have a bit more prestige behind it. Now, prestige in most ways is very ego-driven, and... Um, you know, in my opinion, you shouldn't use your ego too much to make decisions, although I do understand there is a bit of uh, weight there that uh, we have to consider. So that's one of the pros of a direct sales model. Okay, <clears throat> let's move into, um, why don't we go with binary? Um, so binary is when you have two legs or lines or whatever you want to call them that can be built. Um, these legs or lines can be infinitely deep. You can never have more than two. Okay, and you're just going to build straight down. So that means I'm going to have two organizations, one to my left, one to my right. That's what they usually call them. And they're going to go straight down. So if I have 3,000 people in my team, I might have one leg with 1,000, one leg with 2,000, or whatever the variation is. Uh, I'll never have three legs, never have four legs. I'll only have two. <clears throat> the way it usually works is one of the legs, or the lines, will be bigger. That one will typically be called your power line. Power line is a Greek translation for you don't get paid off this. So if that power line has 3,000 people in it, you're not making money off that if your second line has 100. Um, you get paid off of the smaller of the two legs. That seemed hor horrible to me at first when I first learned how uh, a binary worked. I was like, oh my gosh, <clears throat> you don't get paid off of, like, you, don't, you can't put in a third line. You don't get paid off of half of your team. It seemed really bad to me. Well, I'll tell you right now, like, we're not in a binary, by the way, I'm not promoting a binary, but I'll tell you right now that it's it's actually a pretty decent comp plan. It's not as bad as I thought. It's actually pretty good. And what it means is 
that your second leg, so the one that you get paid off of, you're getting a paid off of everyone in that leg, the total volume in that leg, and it, um, what, and it's a pretty high percentage. So we're gonna break down the numbers very top level, very, very easy, not a intense breakdown of a unit level or a stair step plan. And what you'll find is companies that are unilevel stair step or unlimited stair step breakaways, what they typically call them. What you'll find is while it looks to be better up front, um, a lot of times it actually isn't because the percentages are smaller. Um, so on a binary, it kind of seems like it sucks compared to a unlimited quote, plan, quote unquote unlimited plan where we have unlimited width, limited depth, but the percentages are so much higher in a binary that it actually evens itself out. And uh, I will say this, <clears throat> that a binary compared, a truly unlimited binary compared to a truly unlimited unilevel unlimited series to breakaway, when you really shake everything all out, they're about even. Not one of them is vastly superior than the other when it's all said and done in certain cases. So there's kind of caveats to everything I'm saying here today. Um, so, yeah, because, yeah, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but it, when you ha- if you ha- if you're making you know a couple hundred thousand a year, most likely things will be about even. Okay, once you start getting past that, certain plans uh, have benefits over other ones, and vice versa. So I'll give you a quick example. This is not every case, but in some cases that I have seen personally, not every case. Early on in your business, meaning pre, pre six figures for sure, probably pre fifty grand a year for sure. A binary in most cases will beat a unlimited stair step breakaway model, or a unilevel model is what I'm referring to. Most cases, meaning the comp plan is more even. You're going to make more upfront for your efforts with a smaller team in a binary than you would in a uh, unilevel unlimited plan. As the team gets bigger and bigger and bigger, once you cross a few hundred thousand a year, the unilevel unlimited breakaway plan in actuality typically, not always, typically pays more. What you have is a top-heavy comp plan in the unlimited breakaways or the unlimited unilevels. Meaning, if you are in the lower tier of business people, the lower tier of reps, which is where like 85, 90% of all the reps live. If you're there, you're going to be making barely anything. If you're in the top 10%, you're going to be making a lot. Contrast that to talking about a binary, contrast it to like a binary where things are a lot more even across the board. Obviously, the top 10% will be making a ton more than the bottom 90%, but it's not as drastic of a change, okay? It's not going to be like everyone's broke at the bottom and rich at the top. It's going to be like people are less broke at the bottom and less rich at the top. Make sense? So again, nothing I'm saying here is like law for all plans. Everyone has aspects of the plans that are different, so don't throw stones. I'm just kind of giving you a general overview. A pro to a binary is that you have what I just said, a more even comp plan. Um, Another pro is that you're only building two lines. You don't have to think about how you're structuring your business really. You just put them in in two places and that's it. Very easy. Another pro is a high percentage paid on the pay line. 
A con is you have no paid on the power line, right? You're actually not making money on half of your team. That would be a con. That would be a bad thing. Um, depending on the way you look at it, it's a bad thing. Uh, I want to say one more pro that I can think of right now is it's going to, uh, by default, n- more nurture a depth or relation-based team. Since you don't have organizations spread across 20 different legs, 20 different lines, you've only got two, it's a lot easier to make a team environment through two lines than 20. So depth typically produces a stronger team because you have more people vested in your downline success. <clears throat> it's very basic. Um, let's move into the unilevel, which I've referred to quite a few times. This is the, uh, an unlimited unilevel. This is actually the first type of plan that I was in. Um, and it's referred to by most people as unlimited stair-step plans, and they might have a breakaway option in them, uh, which essentially means that your line of sponsorship breaks away from the original line of sponsorship, and you you can make a percentage off of it. That, um, yeah, okay, so we'll get into that briefly. So Unilevel refers to the fact that you can have one layer of people, which is... It can be me, and I can have unlimited legs, unlimited lines and width, okay? Technically, that's it. I can have unlimited lines and width, and that's the end. Where it changes is when you can have unlimited depth, too. So it's still technically a variation of a unilevel. And again, you can debate it if you'd like, and that's that's fine. Um, Again, nothing is written in stone. Don't don't get mad at me. And I'm also not perfect, either. I can make mistakes. But a unilevel is I can have one layer of unlimited width, and then my downline can have one layer of unlimited width, and their downline can have one layer of unlimited width, and then their downline can have one layer of, unlim- of unlimited width, and it gives you the illusion of unlimited depth. But it's actually just everyone has unlimited width. Does that make sense? <clears throat> the way the percentages work out is you typically have way lower percentages, but um, you have unlimited width. The way the math usually works is I make a difference between my bracket and yours. So I'm very encouraged to have lots of width. Here's what that means. Let's pretend that I have six different lines. Each of those lines is at uh, a pay bracket of 3%. So they're making 3%. And I'm making, well, we won't tell you what I'm making yet, but they're making 3%. Let's pretend that I, because I've worked my way up, am at 15%. I make 15% off of my personal sales. Okay, so if I sell something, I make 15%. And I also make 15% off of things that I purchase for myself. I'm at 15%. You're at 3%. My six lines at 3% are at 3%. I make the difference between you and me off of your business. So you're at 3, I'm at 15. I make 12 off of the volume you produce. All right, makes sense so far, right? So the, re- the way I climb to 15% is by having lots of 3%ers. So check this out. Let's pretend that I have one person on my team or I have one organization on my team, and that is yours. You've built the majority of the team. I have done nothing. I sponsored you, and I got lazy and sat around. <clears throat> if I have, let's say, um, I think everyone in the industry pretty much uses PV. If I have a 100 PV in sales and uh, you have 1,000 PV in sales, 
I have 1,100 PV in sales across my whole team. You have 1,000 PV in sales across your team. You are at 12% because of what you've earned. I have a bracket that I'm trying to hit. Based on where my PV falls in this bracket determines what percentage I get paid on. So if I get paid at 12% as well, I'm not making anything off of you. So watch this. You're at 12% at 1,000 PV. I am at 12% at 1,100 PV. My bracket doesn't shift to 15% until 1,500 PV. So that means if you're my only person, I'm at 12%, you're at 12%, what's 12 minus 12? Zero. I make 0% off of your team. I am incentivized to go add an additional layer in width to make distance between me and you. I'm trying to get to 15% before you get to 15%. I'm trying to get to 21% or whatever until you get there. If I can create a large gap between me and you, I make a larger percentage off of your team. Does this make sense? This is a unilevel. This one, this one gets the most confusing. Um, the pro to a unilevel or unlimited unilevel, I should say, not a straight up unilevel, but an unlimited unilevel or unlimited stair step, if you want to call it that. The pro is that you have unlimited width. The pro is that at the higher levels of the scout plan, you make bank, typically. Like, you do really, really good. Con, it's quite confusing. If you've, I mean, I was part of a company like this for a long time. I understand the comp plan fairly intimately still. I remember it. Um, but I, I mean, this took years for me to really get it and study it and stuff. So it's very confusing um, to, to get to yourself. And then you have to really understand it so that you can properly communicate in a simple way <laughs> to someone else. I would never communicate like the way I am now if I was trying to sponsor someone to that, into that business. I'd be way more simple about this. But um, it, obviously, you can understand it's, it's a bit confusing to figure out. <clears throat> That's the con. Um, the other con is that it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's very stinky as a new person in the bottom of one of these things. And you're going to spend the most of your time at the bottom of one of these things. You have to move up fast. Otherwise, you're going to be broken here. Um, it, there is not good money to be made until you climb into the top 10%, top 15%. Before then, it's going to be a losing proposition for sure. But again, once you get to the top, it's very, very good. Um, another pro slash con. So here's the, here's the situation. In most cases, this type of a plan can't sustain itself mathematically. Actually, Every count plan has to sustain itself mathematically. That's something you must understand is that it's good to have big commissions from your company. It's good to have solid pay from your company's count plan. But understand this, that it has to work out and from a math standpoint. If they're paying out more than they make, basically if the, if the company's paying out more than 100% than they're bringing in, they're going to go bankrupt. And you don't want to be in that business, right? So it's good to have big, big commissions, but... Only to a point. If it's too big, the company's going to go backwards. If it's being backed by VC money, and they're literally just pushing big compensation to you to grow the team, and then and then hopefully it works out someday, something's going to happen. Either one, they're going to change the count plan on you, or two, it's going to go under. The only two options that happen. So just be wary of this. Um, these count plans have to work mathematically. If they run out of money, everyone's screwed. Um, so in order for these unlimited stair-step plans 
to not run out of money, they do something called breakaway. And this is a pro and a con. The pro is that you kind of get to own your own business. You get to kind of break away from your upline after a certain point. And you're no longer technically under their line of sponsorship anymore. Um, Here's the bad part. When you have someone break away. (laughs) So, for instance, I could be making 6, 7, 8% off of your business. Maybe even 12% off of your business. But when you break away, my percentage is going to go down. Probably somewhere to 4 to 6% of your business. Now, that 6%, 4% can get very, very, very large, and that's where things get good. But if that 4% or 6% was the original 12, well, you can see how this could have been a lot better. Now, the breakaway option is, uh, from what I can tell, it's for the, it's for the, the, it's for the sanity of the math. Um, it, it might need to happen in some cases. Um, in some cases, it might not need to, but it does anyway, because it's written in there. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of the way you look at it. Um, but it's something that you have to consider. Breakaways aren't the greatest thing for a distributor, which I always thought they were, but they might not be. They might be, they might not be, depending on the situation. A benefit of a breakaway type plan is that you typically, since your income is going to go down when you have a breakaway, um, typically you're going to have a lot of bonuses in this type of a plan, meaning there will be lots of incentives. Um, you will probably get bonuses that you didn't know that you were going to get, um, because the company has extra money. They're lucrative. Um, so that's a potential pro potential con. The potential con is that those bonuses aren't written into your structure. They're not written into your contract that you signed. It's a bonus by default, meaning they don't have to give it to you. Um, But since they're going to have more money, you'll potentially get one. Um, So the bonuses can get really, really big. This is where a lot of that huge money comes from when you're at the top level of these plans is these bonuses. If you really crunch the numbers and do the math, some of these breakaway plans kind of suck without the bonuses. But as I've mentioned, you'll probably get them in this type of plan. And if you do, that's where your big money is usually. And you're going to be making a lot for the size of your team. So quick bottom line pro and con against, um, I'm using the, the unlimited unit levels breakaway and a binary type plan. Quick pros and cons. You already understand the balancing act with when you get paid more versus when you get paid less. Um, I will say that you probably need a larger team, more quantity of people in a binary to make the same amount as an unlimited unilevel. Um, so you're probably going to have to put more people in, but you're going to make a higher percentage. This is weird catch, but it's just the way it usually, usually happens. Um, the last thing I want to go over is a multi-line plan, which is essentially a binary structure with unlimited lines. <clears throat> um, and... What this usually looks like is you have one power line and then you have a bunch of pay lines. I only know of, well, as of, there could only be one multi, like true multi-line plan, um, but that's what it is. Okay, you have a power line, just like a binary, um, one power line, one bunch of pay lines, and those pay lines can technically be unlimited. You can have unlimited width. Um, The... Not the difference, this is a caveat to binaries and multi-lines, is in some cases, not all, you're going to have limits, meaning you will not be unlimited. 
So there are binary plans where this is absolutely the case. You have limits. Once your pay gets to be X dollars a month, eight grand a month, 10 grand a month, 20 grand a month, the plan stops. And no matter how big your team gets, you don't get any more pay. That's it. To the end. And now we're back into the bonus thing I just talked about where you might get more bonuses. They're not required, but you might get them because you're generating so much business, but you're not entitled to any of the actual money. On a multi-line plan, the one that I'm aware of, um, there is limits. Once the depth gets to a certain point, it stops paying. And you have to do something. You either stop, (laughs) just don't build it anymore. Um, You keep building it, and you don't get any more benefit, just like what I spoke about with the binary. Or the multi-land plan that I'm aware of has what's called a re-entry option, meaning every uh, time you hit a certain level in the plan, you get a re-entry, meaning you can re-enter into your own downline and restart the process over, thus making it an unlimited depth plan as well. Uh, limited width and limited depth with similar payouts to a binary. Um, so hopefully that gives you guys a brief understanding, uh, overview of the different types of plans and things of that nature. As you can tell, this is a bit of a, uh, complex yet simple subject. Um, it's actually very simple in a lot of ways and in other ways it's very complex. Um, but it's super fun, uh, to dissect these things, super fun to understand these things. I'll leave you with a couple things. Number one is, um, anything I've said today, as I mentioned before, is not to be taken like to the bank. You know, I could have made a mistake here today talking to you. I mean, I've been literally saying this as I'm walking outside right now. I could have made a mistake as I'm talking. That's number one. So don't hold me to any of this. It You, you need to do your own due diligence. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. I'm just trying to give you the best that I've got. That's number one. Number two is I would love to get more specific with your actual company and situation and you already know what to do just leave a review down below and tell me what plan uh, number one give us a five-star review (laughs) but tell us what plan you want me to dive into and understand and then relay back the information Um, if you have questions no doubt other people have questions too we want to serve you at the highest level in that way Um, so i'm gonna leave you with that Uh, the last thing is this know that understanding this deeply doesn't really matter that much okay to grow your team you just take action if the action is we've talked about this before if the action is um viable okay meaning if you've either gotten results with the action or people recently have gotten results with the action that you're being taught to take if that is happening, then just go take action. You can figure this stuff out along the way as you're building. You don't need to take three weeks off to figure this out while you're building. Keep building the three weeks and then just take some extra time and learn this stuff. Okay, does it, it's not vital. You know, I've got a personal friend who doesn't, he didn't even understand his comp plan and he, before he started making like a few hundred grand a year. Um, actually, I have multiple friends that did that, but he's sticking out in my head right now. So you can also do the same thing. Now, the only... Um, stipulation to that is make sure that what you're actually doing is working. If you're too new to have it working for you, or maybe you haven't taken enough action yet to really understand that, just look around you, okay? People should be getting results recently. Now, if you, every, every company that's out there has people that have had results in the past, for sure, otherwise they wouldn't be around. Don't look at them unless they've been growing in the past year or two. 
if they have been growing the past year or two, most likely their advice is outdated. Um, if they're telling you to do home meetings, hotel meetings, anything like that, if you're supposed to be cold calling people, buying leads, anything like that, all of this stuff is not relevant. Is there a time and place to meet with people? Of course. We're having a person on our team coming over to our to this house that we're in right now um, in, t- in two or three days to chat about business. Here's the thing, though. We're already friends. He's already on our team. He came to us from a Facebook ad a year and a half ago. Okay? Um, th- th- like, this stuff, th- the way you attract people is different than how you build a relationship. Don't confuse the two. If you confuse how you build a relationship with how you prospect, that's when you go down the tubes. Building a relationship is absolutely an art. It's still something that has to be done in network marketing, but it's not how you bring people into your business in network marketing. So that's the caveat. Make sure what you're doing is working. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.